broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN, 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Rhino Shield Mid-South. Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville and Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligence sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access, the Wednesday night edition here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at Nash FM 1061.com. Our tune-in app available anywhere in the world via iHeart to check us out. Of course, you can always get us at home via Alexa. Just tell her to play WRKN or play Nash Icon 1061 FM and you'll be able to listen in. Of course, following the show, our podcast is available for you through CrescentCitySports.com. All you need to do is click on podcast. Click on the menu. Click on more to be able to access the show and what you missed or what you want to hear back again to be able to do so. You can always email me. It's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. Or you can feel free to call the show. It's 504-260-1061. That's 504-260-1061 to join in the conversation. Hope you had a wonderful Independence Day and enjoying a little bit of time off back in the saddle and back in the grind. And glad to be back with you after taking a night off last evening and ready to roll. And, of course, we do want to mention to you right now the Crescent City Sports Prep Summer League playoffs are underway at Winterscheidt Stadium in Marrero. Now, this was moved. The playoffs were set for Kirsch Rooney Stadium at 4.30 this afternoon, but there was a ton of rain in Lakeview, which fell hard and flooded the field at Kirsch Rooney and made it unplayable. And still our thanks to Kirsch Rooney and Coach Joe Sherman and everybody associated with Delgado for making it available. It just couldn't play on the field as it was. Ironically, uh, the outstanding friends of ours at Archbishop Shaw were ready to jump in and pick us up and give us the opportunity and we want to thank specifically Coach Chad Foray who immediately jumped on this and said absolutely we'll be glad to help thanks to Athletic Director Tom Aleph and everyone associated with Archbishop Shaw for making this possible. Just to give you an idea about the Crescent City Prep Sports Summer League tomorrow the championship game will be played at Jesuits John Ryan Stadium and Jesuits not in the playoffs Neither is Shaw. Neither one made the playoffs, but they're ready and willing to cooperate and help. And here we are and ready to roll. And it's great to be able to be accommodated by these folks. We appreciate them very much uh, to be able to make this happen. And, of course, you can watch it live right now at CrescentCitySports.com as we have the first matchup going on between Cypress Physical Therapy based at Lutcher High School and Case for Kids based at Brother Martin High School. The second semifinal game 
takes place later. And that will be Archbishop Rummel-based Malcolm Dinas taking on John Curtis Christian-based River Ridge, the Patriots. So that's coming up, game two, and both games, of course, live at Crescent City Sports this evening. And then the final is set for tomorrow, Thursday evening at 6 p.m. at John Ryan Stadium, as mentioned. Jesuits fine baseball facility. The two winners of tonight's game will play for the championship tomorrow evening in the second year of the Crescent City Sports Prep Summer League. Last year, it was Jesuit-based Retief Oil claiming the championship in nine innings, beating John Curtis-based River Ridge in the championship game in an absolute thriller that we had on CrescentCitySports.com. We hope that these games measure up to those. And again, appreciate everyone who helped make this possible for us to make this occur here this evening. And again tomorrow, thanks to Delgado and Joe Sherman. Thanks to Chad Foray and Archbishop Shaw. And thanks to Kenny Goodlett and Jesuit High School for all their kindness to be able to facilitate making this league happen. With 17 teams from around the metro area, up from 16 a year ago in year two, another rousing success. We're very grateful to all the schools and the coaches participating for helping make this happen. And we certainly look to continue this next year and for many, many years beyond next year. Should be a great deal of fun to be able to do so. Again, it's 504-260-1061 to join us. And of course, much going on. The most notable this week would obviously be the Summer League for the Pelicans, which gets underway on Friday in Las Vegas. They're in the Las Vegas portion of the Summer League. And, of course, they'll play five games between July 7th and July 17th. July 7th, of course, this Friday, and through July 17th, and it opens with the game against the Minnesota Timberwolves Summer League team this coming Friday. Other games are against the Golden State Warriors, Phoenix Suns, and Charlotte Hornets. The fifth game will be determined by the results of the first four games. And the roster, which has been announced, will be an interesting one to watch because there are players that are never going to figure in the mix for the New Orleans Pelicans, but there are several players that do figure in the mix. And you start with Dyson Daniels entering his second year. And again, a, a kid that's only going to be 20 years old. And a young man that has defensive capability, ball skills. He needs to develop more of an offensive game and shot. But I, I think what's intriguing about Daniels is the possibility that he could become your point guard at 6'8". He did a lot of the bringing the ball up the floor for the Pelicans a year ago. And there certainly is the possibility of that happening. And Dyson Daniels would give this team tremendous flexibility if that, in fact, occurred. So that is a real possibility. Keep that in mind where the Summer League is concerned when you watch the Pelicans team that is fielded in Las Vegas. So Daniels is, again, a player with upside and a player that could transition into a role that's very important for this team at a position where the Pelicans could certainly use help. E.J. Liddell, interesting story. Of course, he was the second-round pick out of Ohio State last year. Liddell... An undersized power forward in terms of height at 6'6", but he's bulky at 240. He's a tough guy coming off of the knee injury. So you certainly want to get a first-hand look to see, A, how healthy is he, and B, what kind of lift he has coming off the injury. Because when they drafted him, they thought they were getting a guy that even though he wasn't tall, his game translated well to that power forward position. And it's going to be interesting to see just how his game plays. Now, as we say all the time, the summer league is the summer league. It is not what you're going to be facing when you go to work in the winter. But you do have some players there on each team that certainly would be part and parcel of that. So it's interesting to see just how that unfolds with regard to E.J. Liddell 
and more than anything else, how healthy he is. Darian Sebron was a two-way player last year. He's 6'5", 183, a shooting guard, and Sebron is a younger player, just 23 years of age out of North Carolina State, and again, as a two-way player last year, played in the G League, and he's a guy that was a floater. And he's going to have to go a ways to be able to try to make this roster. But again, he was a player that was part of the mix a year ago. It figures to be part of the mix this year. Another player to watch would be the the center, Carlo Matkovic, who, of course, picked up last year, been abroad. Matkovic, a young guy, just turned 22. He's nearly 7 feet. He's 231 pounds. And we all know that the Pelicans are looking for that backup center who can possibly guard the rim and play some defense. They, of course, got Zeller most recently, the veteran, and he's an interesting player himself, played for the Heat last year. But Cody Zeller's an 11-year guy, and he's more of a resourceful guy, not a rim protector and not a rebounder per se, but certainly brings experience to the mix. And you're basically replacing really Hernan Gomez and Jackson Hayes, both of whom will not be with the team this year. So, again, they've got Zeller. And they're going to take a look at Matkovich to see what he might be able to bring to the table. Of course, the most interesting player to watch is the number one draft pick this year, Jordan Hawkins. The Pelicans are on record as saying they think they got the best shooter in the draft with a 14th overall pick. And if that turns out to be true, well, look out. Then you've got yourself a piece that very much figures in the mix because the Pelicans clearly need another perimeter shooting option. Floor spacing is so important. And when you look at this team, Brandon Ingram is a deadly mid-range shooter. He might be the best in the business in that regard, if not one of the best. But he's not a great three-point shooter. He's okay. C.J. McCollum, streaky, but remember he was hurt last year and played injured. So you hope he can shoot better, but he's more of a scorer than a shooter. We'll see if that translates into shooting. And if you're looking at the pure shooting, well, that comes from Trey Murphy the third. Obviously, a guy that shot over 40% from three-point range a year ago and a guy that very clearly is going to be counted on to provide that kind of punch again this year. But you need more than that from the perimeter to be able to space things for the likes of Zion Williamson and Jonas Valanciunas and even Ingram, to name a few. As for Valanciunas, look, he can step out and shoot the three on occasion, as we've seen. That's not the biggest part of his game, but it does give him some versatility, which is why you're looking for a big that's not like him. Because when you look at what they had last year, they had Hernan Gomez, who was a, a poorer man's version of Valanciunas, a guy that was a traditional center that could play in traditional fashion down on the block and score in traditional fashion down on the block, but wasn't a rim protector and really wasn't a guy that could defend out on the floor, same as Valanciunas. The difference was Valanciunas has deeper shooting range, and he's a bigger guy. And obviously he's your primary guy. So I guess what I'm saying is you'd rather have two guys that are different types of players than have the same type of player. And I think in the case of Hernan Gomez, they felt like they had two guys of the same ilk in that regard. So I think you have to look at it from that perspective when you're talking about the Pelicans in the backup center position. And then, of course, you know, the rest of the Summer League roster, which was asked about, clearly is a group of players that are just trying to get seen and hopeful that somebody would take a close enough look at them to get them maybe a shot somewhere else or maybe just to remain a G League guy. One of those guys is Frank Bartley the fourth. If you recognize the name, that's because he's been around a long time and he's out of the University of Louisiana, which, of course, is located in Lafayette. 
And so he's one name that some people might recognize. The other names, Isaiah Brockington is another guy that's out of Iowa State that's been around the block a little bit. Garrison Brooks is a forward center, 6'10", 240, from Mississippi State. Jalen Crutcher, a guard out of Dayton. Then you look at Kamaka Hepa. He's another backup big at 6'10", 215. Landers Nolly the second out of Cincinnati, somewhat familiar with him. Tavion Jones, don't really know him. He's out of Southern Utah. Liam Robbins out of Vanderbilt, seen him in the past too. But those are guys that, again, fill out the roster for this summer league team. But as we say every year and we caution everyone, don't make a big deal about summer league basketball. Take a cursory look at it. You can see skill that exists, but don't put a lot into who scores the points because typically speaking, guys that score the most points in the summer are not part of the mix when it comes to the regular season. So that's kind of what you're talking about with regard to the Pelicans and the summer league. So again, it all starts on Friday. It's going to be an interesting dynamic, at least to take a look at Jordan Hawkins to see what he brings to the table and the others I mentioned. And then just how they use Dyson Daniels. My guess is he'll get a chance to run the show. And when you look at the options of running the show, C.J. McCollum is best suited to play the off-guard position. We all know that. But he had to carry way too much of a burden for this team last year because of health issues and not having a pure point guard outside of Jose Alvarado. Kyra Lewis remains an unknown factor. This will be his year to either prove finally that he can play or that he won't be part of the mix. This is probably it for him in that regard. And we all see what he can do. He's quick. He's fast. His shot looks good, but it's all about decision-making, toughness, and being able to understand how to play within the system and run a show because that's what he'd be called upon to do. The other option is obvious, and that's Zion Williamson as a point forward, which he's done on many different occasions. And when you look at Zion, yes, he's done that. Has he done it successfully? He has. And, of course, it creates a little bit of space for him off the bounce, but he's a pretty good passer, too. So those options exist. The possibilities exist to be able to create opportunities for others and to create for himself. But again, the rub is, will he be available? And if so, how much? And can you count on him for any extended period of time? Because if the latter is the big question and you cannot, then it's really not something you can look upon or lean on and say this is what we're going to do. So you have to have options, and that's why Daniels becomes important in the grand scheme of things when you look at where they're at. We know the, the makeup of how their lineup's going to look. If Zion's healthy, if everybody's healthy, let's just look at what you're looking at from a starting perspective. Jonas Valanciunas is likely your center. Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, C.J. McCollum, and then that fifth spot. Who is it? I don't know how you can keep Trey Murphy out of the starting lineup. With his ability to shoot the ball, with his ability to score the ball, the way he improved at getting to the rim a year ago and getting to the free throw line, and with the length he's got at 6'9", and his ability that just keeps getting better and better. The upside there is huge. This guy has all-star potential. So I don't know how you can keep him out of the starting lineup. But, of course, if that's the case, then you know who comes off the bench, Herb Jones. They just resigned him to a solid deal. They wanted him badly. He's proven beyond the shadow of a doubt that he's a glue guy for your team. Just under 10 points a game consistently, right around five rebounds a game. Makes good decisions. His shot got a little bit better overall last year. Still not where it needs to be to be a consistent threat from the perimeter because what you saw last year was the corner three was available to him virtually all the time because people didn't contest it. 
they were willing to concede that, in particular, if the Pelicans had other options on the floor that could do damage inside. So I think that's going to be huge is to see if Herb Jones can expand his game a little bit from the perimeter. Josh Richardson gone. No loss there, really. Jose Alvarado is a big part of this team off the bench. We know that, too. Larry Nance Jr., if he's healthy, they like him a lot. And he's the other option. So that gives you eight. And then you got Najee Marshall. And they re-signed him. Of course, they got him inexpensively. And he's more of a guy that if you're on a good team, he's really not a rotation guy. If you're on a team with injuries, he's a guy you can turn to and he can give you a solid night's work. And I think that's what we saw from him last year. And that's why they like him well enough to bring him back again this year. The 10th guy is Kyra Lewis. You know, if you go beyond Dyson Daniels, who clearly is in the mix. So off the bench, if Daniels doesn't start, well, it's Daniels. It's Alvarado. It's Herb Jones, Najee Marshall, Kyra Lewis. And then, of course, your backup center, Zeller, if he's going to be a play, that's 11 guys. Your rotation's going to be nine. So there will be an odd man out. But then again, as we've seen over the past few years, injuries could largely dictate rotations, and therefore you might need each and every one of those bodies to partake and participate as team members and to be able to contribute and make this team what it can be. So that's all there. It's all out there as to who they are, what they are, what they can be, and what they will be ultimately. Can they realize their full potential? I think they can, but again, it becomes a matter of whether or not they are healthy enough to do so. They're all in on Zion Williamson. They made that declaration by not making a move before the draft. They're all in on Brandon Ingram. They declared that by not making a move with him before the draft. So again, they're depending on these two players who are richly talented but are often missing to play more games. I mean, it really is that simple when you talk about what this team is and what it can be. And this will be the telltale year. The, the danger in running it back with these guys is if they have another year where they're hurt and they're not playing much, well, their trade value disappears. It's virtually not there. And as a result, you look at it and you say, all right, well, guess what? We're just going to play it out and then see if we can make a deal at some point. But the optimum situation is for these guys to be available, to play to their capability, and for this team to finally realize its vast potential. Because we all remember what they were. Prior to the injuries, they were 23-12. and 12. Prior to the injuries, they were number one in the Western Conference. Then everything set in, then all hell broke loose, and then they fell apart. And we all saw what they became. A play-in team at best, fighting for survival. And no one sits still in the Western Conference. It's going to keep getting better. Teams are going to continue to make moves to get better. Houston's going to be better. San Antonio's going to be better. They got Wembenyama. You can start there. Utah's already made moves to get better. Impressed. Phoenix going all in with Bradley Beal. We all know about the Clippers and what they've done. We all know about Dallas, and they re-signed Kyrie Irving to go with Luka Doncic. And then, of course, when you're talking about Golden State, they're the Warriors. You know what you're talking about there. The Denver Nuggets are the world champions. The Memphis Grizzlies are immensely talented, despite John Morant being suspended. So the Western Conference is tough, and you can only look at one or two teams and say, well, we can definitely outpace them. And if Portland trades Dame Lillard, well, you can certainly include them in that mix as to a team that you can certainly bypass. But again, the league doesn't sit still. The conference doesn't sit still. It gets tougher every year. It will be tough again this year. But again, am I bullish on this team? No. Do I have some confidence that they're going to be pretty good? Yes. 
All you're looking for is to get 60 or more games out of Zion. All you're looking for is to get 65 or more games out of Ingram. Because that's still missing games. That's 22 games if you play 60 that you will have missed. And it's 17 if it's 65. So you can do the math. They're going to be missing for some significant period of time, but nowhere near what we've seen. And if that means sending them load management to keep them healthy, then I'm all for it, even though obviously I'm not a fan of load management, as no fans are in the NBA, because they pay to see the players play. And when the players aren't playing, it's a different dynamic, and it's not a lot of fun when you spend your money, and then you go out there, and the guys you paid to see aren't playing. Nature of what the NBA is today, you know, the you're not going to put the toothpaste back in the tube. That's what the league is today, and you got to live with it. So that's as it is. All right, we'll take a brief time out, 504-260-1061. We'll return with more of All Access for a Wednesday night. Just a moment, Ken Trahan with you on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Paid for by National Tax Advisory Services. Attention anyone that owes money to the IRS. The IRS has restarted aggressive enforcement actions against taxpayers who owe back taxes that were temporarily suspended for COVID. If you owe $10,000 or more, you must hear this because now is the time to clear your IRS tax debt. A special toll-free number has been established so you can stop penalty fees, avoid liens, and other hostile measures by the IRS. Call tax relief helpers right now at 800-761-2855 and get the maximum protection afforded by law. I got behind on my taxes and owed $48,000. I didn't know what to do. I called and they got my bill lowered to just $3,500. I owed $87,000 in taxes and it was scary. I got the amount I owed down to just $3,500. I saved $83,500. If you owe money to the IRS, don't wait another day. Call 800-761-2855 right now before the IRS enforces liens, levies, or other aggressive measures. The call and consult are absolutely free. Call now. Call 800-761-2855. 800-761-2855. 800 When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a warm fleece on a cold day. I want to be a football stadium. I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. My name is Ruth Rusi, and this is how I live United. I read to children as part of United Way's education program. It helps them create links between language and literacy and prepares them for a better academic future. I figure I have the time and they have the need. My name is Ruth Rusi. I help kids prepare to succeed in school. So I don't just wear the shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer. 
Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Paid for by National Tax Advisory Services. Attention anyone that owes money to the IRS. The IRS has restarted aggressive enforcement actions against taxpayers who owe back taxes that were temporarily suspended for COVID. If you owe $10,000 or more, you must hear this because now is the time to clear your IRS tax debt. A special toll-free number has been established so you can stop penalty fees, avoid liens, and other hostile measures by the IRS. Call tax relief helpers right now at 800-761-2855 and get the maximum protection afforded by law. I got behind on my taxes and owed $48,000. I didn't know what to do. I called and they got my bill lowered to just $3,500. I owed $87,000 in taxes and it was scary. I got the amount I owed down to just $3,500. I saved $83,500. If you owe money to the IRS, don't wait another day. Call 800-761-2855 right now before the IRS enforces liens, levies, or other aggressive measures. The call and consult are absolutely free. Call now. Call 800-761-2855-800-761-2855-800-761-2855. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Need something spicy? The Volcano menu is back at Taco Bell, but it won't be here forever. Try the Volcano Taco, Double Beef Volcano Burrito, and iconic spicy lava sauce before they're gone. At participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only. While supplies last, price and participation vary. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The semifinals of the Crescent City Sports Prep Summer League are today at Kershwoody Stadium at 4.30, Lutcher Bay Cypress Physical Therapy, Panels Brother Martin based Case for Kids, followed by Archbishop Rumble based Malcolm Dinas, taking on John Curtis Christian based River Ridge. The winners will meet for the title Thursday at 6 p.m. at John Ryan Stadium. And you can watch the semis and the finals live at CrescentCitySports.com. The New Orleans Pelicans open Summer League play in Las Vegas Friday against the Timberwolves. The Summer League roster includes Jordan Hawkins, Dyson Daniels, E.J. Liddell, Carlo Matkovich, and Darian Sebron, among others. Casey Hill will coach the team, and they'll play five games through July 17th. And the league will test out an in-game penalty for flopping during the Summer League. Flopping will be penalized by awarding the opposing team a free throw and possession of the ball. The player who commits the flop will be assessed an unsportsmanlike technical that won't punish personal foul or lead to an ejection. Officials won't be required to stop live play. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Welcome back to the show. Second segment begins here on this Wednesday evening with all access as we continue on. And, of course, all quiet on the Saints front right now as we wait to see exactly what this team is going to look like. We know going into full training camp the things that we're all looking for. The offensive line health. How healthy are these players? We saw all the guys that missed time. Even the draft pick, Saldaveri. But then you talk about Trevor Penning. You talk about Cesar Ruiz. You talk about Andrus Feet and his ongoing problems. You talk about Ryan Rampcheck and the time he missed last year. The only guy that you knew would be out there consistently was McCoy. So this offensive line can be good. It could be better than good if healthy and if potential is realized. But it could also be a real problem if that health isn't realized. Sounds like the Pelicans, doesn't it? It really does, and I think both are comparable. But again, I think offensive line health is going to play a very large role in whatever success the New Orleans Saints have. We all know that Alvin Kamara is likely to miss time. We're still waiting for the other shoe to drop on this, which could happen end of July, early August. Stay tuned. But they drafted Kendra Miller. 
and they like him. But his health is another thing that you're waiting to see. These are the questions that lurk heading into training camp. What's his health like? Is he full go now, which he wasn't in all the offseason training activities? Because they think he's a guy that can do everything for them. And then, of course, Jamal Williams, who they got from the Lions. We all know what he is. He's a good tackle-to-tackle runner. Solid guy. He's not going to be the receiver, but I think what they're counting on is having a combination of players that can do the things that would help fill gaps for Alvin Kamara because he's special. What Kamara does, very few people can do when you're talking about the versatility that he brings to the table and how good he is. You're going to miss that. There's no way around it. But you need a collective effort on the part of others, in particular Williams and Miller, to be able to determine just how solid your running game will be and your ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. We all know the question at wide receiver. It's all about Michael Thomas. What's he going to look like? What's his health going to be? Because, again, if you don't have Thomas, and if Kendra Miller is not 100%, you're going to lack in playmakers, much like you did last year. We know Jawan Johnson became a weapon at tight end last year, good receiving tight end. We know Taysom Hill is a weapon and is capable of making plays. We know that you've got a really good option in Chris Olave, who is only going to be better. He's slightly bigger, and he understands what he's dealing with now with the bump and run and the physicality of the league. We all know Rashid Shaheed has outstanding speed, elite speed, and will be counted on more on the outside in the receiving game because the return game is just not as prominent anymore. I mean, the return game has basically been nullified in the kickoff game with the new rules that the league's implemented with that fair catch rule that is now enabled, much like we see on the college level, with the fair catch rule being as it is on kickoffs. How many kickoff returns are you actually going to see in the NFL? I mean, it was minimal as it was because a lot of people kick touchbacks anyway. So I think all of that is part and parcel of what you're looking at when you're talking about how to use Rashid Shaheed. You won't need him in the kickoff game by and large. You do use him and like him in the punt return game. He's really good in that facet. But again, because of the lack of usage on kickoffs, the, the tread off the tire, so to speak, isn't as bad. Therefore, you can utilize him more on the outside. A.T. Perry, they think they got a steal in the draft with this big, good-looking target. How quickly can he learn? Can he emerge and can he get off coverage in the NFL? The size is there. The speed is there. The productivity in terms of numbers from a college perspective is there. As I mentioned, they think they got a steal with that particular pick. So, therefore, you look at that one and you say, maybe we've got a dude here. Now, you can't count on that going into training camp or the preseason, but you're going to get a good look at him in training camp and in the preseason because these are the kind of players that you're looking at for sure to find out exactly what you might have. So that's another intriguing player to take a look at. I mentioned Taysom Hill. We know what he's capable of doing. With Derek Carr, Taysom Hill figures to get fewer snaps at quarterback, much like it was with Drew Brees here. But he's still going to get snaps at quarterback because of the damage he can do and what the Saints can do with that particular setup. We all know he's going to figure in short yardage situations. We all know he's going to figure in goal line situations. And we all know against teams that don't defend the run as well, that he will figure pretty strongly also. So all of that is part and parcel of what the Saints have. Whether or not they can incorporate all aspects into a successful 
offensive thrust this coming season remains to be seen. Look, they were not good offensively a year ago. There just wasn't enough in the tank in terms of skill. They were limited at quarterback with Andy Dalton. That's not to say that he was bad. He was competent, but he was limited. He had no mobility, and he, and he had limitations about the throws he could make. And then, of course, they didn't have Thomas. And Olave was a rookie, and Shaheed was basically a rookie. And Jawan Johnson was a young player. And Alvin Kamara didn't have quite the year that we've seen him here in previous years. So they just weren't very good offensively. They didn't have the weapons you need to threaten or hurt opposing defenses. And I think they've improved in that regard. But the health of these players is going to play a large role in how they're able to facilitate getting more damage done on the offensive side. On the defensive side, they've replaced two veteran tackles with two veteran tackles. And they drafted Brissy number one. And he becomes an obvious huge addition and a guy they're counting on in massive fashion to be productive. And he needs to be almost immediately. So there's that. Brzee is going to be important to them, obviously. Defensive end, we all know. Peyton Turner is the guy to watch. Can he play or not? And again, this is another guy who has to get on the field first before you can find out whether or not he can play at all. And we just haven't seen any evidence of that to this point. They invested a lot in him with that first-round pick. And he really becomes a lot like Marcus Davenport was. You just kept waiting for the light to come on. We saw flashes from Davenport, but never anything consistent. And then his health was an issue, and that's been the case with Turner. They re-signed Carl Granderson. He's a good player. They re-signed Tano Passignon. He's a rotation player. And, of course, they got Cam Jordan, and we all know what Cam Jordan's all about. And then last but not least, they drafted Isaiah Foskey, and he's a good-looking player out of Notre Dame. He has the size. He has the experience. He has the smarts. He's a guy that has a chance to be an every-down player. And so you feel pretty good about that, which is all the more reason why you're looking at Turner and saying, okay, it's on you now, buddy. Let's see what you've got and whether or not you can be a guy that can be a player for us on a long-term basis. We all know about the linebacker position, Demario Davis and Pete Werner. That's obvious. You wish you still had Caden Ellis. You don't. He's a Falcon, and that's smarts. But money was the big object there. So what happens is, where do you go beyond the first two guys? And we've been talking about this for months, but we'll continue to talk about it until we see what it yields. Dowell, Bond, whoever. You're going to have to come up with at least a third guy. Now, we all know linebackers changed, and the position definition has changed over the years, and the way people line up defenses in the NFL has changed. You see more nickel and dime now, which means you don't have as many linebackers playing as you once did. So there's that aspect of it as well. And I don't think that the Saints are all that concerned about it. But again, it's all about relative health. Pete Warner's missed games. Can he stay on the field? Because he's really good. And Demario Davis, he's been an Ironman, and he's been a phenomenal player and a leader on the team, but he's not getting any younger. So you got to cross your fingers and hope for good health there. And then, of course, you get to the secondary, and you feel good about cornerback. you got options there, and you got good players there. Marshawn Lattimore is in the top echelon of the league and has been for a while. And I do think that when you look at Paulson Adebo, he's, he's good enough. You know, he's a guy that injuries kind of curtailed him a little bit last year, but he was pretty good. And I think you felt like this is a guy that you can count on to be, you know, a guy that's going to play for you. We all know about Courtney Roby. He's a veteran player, and he's a guy that you can plug in and count on to play and be solid enough and a guy that you, you feel pretty good about if you have to put him out there. 
And obviously, when you have good options, you feel good about your coverage because if you have guys that can cover in man coverage, it's going to enable you to do so much more up front. And that's the biggest item of all. If you've got cover corners, then you can blitz, you can play games up front, and it's going to give you options to be able to really give offenses extreme problems. And I think that's a big part of what the Saints are hoping for and looking at with the options that they have. And you certainly feel good about your cornerbacks as a whole as compared to maybe safety where you're a little bit more concerned about what you're looking at there. Because the one cornerback that I didn't mention and, and want to mention clearly that is a terrific player is Alante Taylor. I mean, this is a guy that as a rookie was off the charts last year. He, he was their second best corner in his very first season in the league. And that doesn't happen very often. But this guy's cover skills are really good. They talk about playing him in the slot, but wherever they line him up, I like his chances. He's a good player. Safety spot, look, Marcus May, got to see him healthy. He's got to be on the field. Terran Matthews, a year older. What's he going to look like? What do you hope for there? You know, JT Gray, special teams demon. Can he give you more at the safety spot overall? You know, last year they had Sorensen as an insurance policy. They still miss Marcus Williams, in my opinion. He was a good player, and he gave them range. Jonathan Abram is the veteran that they brought in five years in the league, and they're counting on him to kind of fill that gap and to be a guy for them. And if he does fill that gap, then certainly they're okay in that regard. Kicking game, Blake Gilligan. Look, he's a good punter. He's young in the game. He's got a really good future. Zach Wood's a really good long snapper. You have no issues there. But then it's all about what you're going to get from Will Lutz. Is he the guy we saw three years ago, or is he the guy we saw the last two years? Because he can't be that guy. He can't be a 74% conversion guy from field goal range. He has to be better than that. And if he is better than that, then they solve the problem. And look, they're counting on him to be that guy. But this is his put-up year, and we all know what he's capable of doing. So that's another big part of this game is whether Will Lutz can return to the kind of form that we saw previously in his career as to the kind of form we've seen most recently. He's a guy that has the ability to become an upper echelon kicker, but he's got to be more consistent, especially when you're spending most of your games kicking indoors. You've got to be virtually automatic, 40 and in. You've got to make 50% of 50 and more, and you've got to make all of your extra points. That's it. That's all we're asking for, right? All right, we'll take a time out here. It's 504-260-1061. Back in just a moment as we continue with all access for Wednesday night here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. And as always, you can catch us on the World Wide Web. We're at NashFM1061.com. The all-new Nissan Aria is a fully loaded EV. It's brimming with style mm. and power. Up to 389 horses of it. Innovation and intelligence. E-Force all-wheel drive. It'll pin you to your seat. Your very plush seat. The all-new, all-electric Nissan Aria. E-Force cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. E-Force and 389 horsepower available on Platinum Plus. Nissan calculation using one-foot rollout testing with long-range battery and E-Force only in sport mode with E-Step All. These results are for comparison only and should not be attended on public roads. Drive responsibly. See NissanUSA.com for details. Kelly Blue Book is the one-stop shop for pricing, fixing, selling, and instant cash offering. Instant cash offer is exactly what it sounds like. An official offer to buy or trade your car. Just enter your VIN or license plate. Answer a few questions about your car's history and what kind of condition it's in. In minutes, you'll receive an offer to sell or trade your car that you can be sure is fair. Then choose a dealer to purchase your car and schedule a time to meet. For all of the it's, kbb.com. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. 
an agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-929-2121. That's 1-800-929-2121. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Need something spicy? The Volcano menu is back at Taco Bell, but it won't be here forever. Try the Volcano Taco, Double Beef Volcano Burrito, and iconic spicy lava sauce before they're gone. At participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only. While supplies last, price and participation vary. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. Happy 4th of July. Get ready to rock out at the Smoothie King Center with Paramore this Thursday night in their Misery Business Tour. And enjoy great theater this weekend at the Tulane Summer Lyric Theater with their showing of Lil Shop of Horrors, a great play to take the entire family to. For more info on what to do this weekend, pick up the latest issue Where You At all over town or visit whereyat.com and click on our community calendar. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports topics are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Ken Trahan continuing on. I want to talk a little bit about baseball rule changes because we've seen them on the college level. If you watch the College World Series, you saw part of that. But Major League Baseball, it's big. Minor League Baseball has been ahead of Major League Baseball in that regard. And a lot of people were very standoffish and even some very negative about the rule changes but from my perspective as i've said for the last two months i think by and large they've been pretty good and i think it's expedited games i don't think it's hurt the games we haven't seen that many balls or strikes called because of delays we've seen a few but that hasn't been a bad thing because it's made things move faster that said by and large i like the rules changes but you can take that stupid ghost runner in extra innings and you know what with it lenny van giller with me from crescentcitysports.com all right your overall take of these rule changes lenny Overall, I like it. Uh, I think there's some nuances to it that I don't like. Uh, for instance, watching uh, watching the Mets and the Diamondbacks for a little bit yesterday, uh, they called the strike on a hitter because he wasn't set in the box, ready to go with eight seconds on the clock. Well, all right, then why why does he have to why does he have to be in at exactly eight? And somebody else, you know, the pitch doesn't have to be started until zero. I mean, it needs to be. You know, maybe there needs to be a 12-second clock, and the batter's got to be in by zero, and then, you know, then the pitcher can go from that point. I, I don't know 
you know, I don't know what it is, but uh, that didn't sit well, especially when the pitcher wasn't ready to throw at that point. That was part of the reason. So I, I think there's some nuance to it that I'm not real fond of, but the concept of let's get every at bat, the, the you know, if you want to point back at somebody, I guess it was the Nomar Garcia power thing where, okay, I got to step out every time, I got to adjust my batting gloves, I got to, you know, pull on my belt, I got to, you know, t- you know, adjust my batting helmet, all these kind of things that took 30 to 45 seconds, and all it did was get worse over time. And now all of a sudden you took, you know, a baseball game that would on average be two and a half hours and take it to over three. Yeah, that's not a good thing. It made the product to a certain degree unwatchable. Now, if you're a fan of a team, yeah, you stuck with them thick and thin. But otherwise, I had that your problems came in where it just it just dragged the game out. And look, you've lost you've lost viewers when. When LSU's College World Series game drew 2 million viewers on TV and it was the most watched baseball game of the year outside of the World Baseball Classic, that tells you everything you need to know right there, okay? That people have drifted away from the sport. I think that's a big reason why that they've drifted away. I agree with you. Look, it's a generational thing as much as anything. Now, if you go to Major League ballparks, a lot of them, I mean, look, they draw extremely well. And they're about three to five elite Every year, we know that the Dodgers and the Cardinals are always going to be at the top of the heap in attendance every year, but they draw well in Chicago. They draw well. I can name about 10 that draw well. Then there's another 10 that draw pretty well. Then there's the 6 to 10 that don't draw well, which in Major League Baseball, it's kind of nice this year to see the two Florida teams doing well because all of a sudden, they have some fans in the stands in Miami and Tampa. Who would have thought it? But the other thing about the rules that I found interesting is I really thought the throwover rule would create more people stealing bases after the first one, but that really hasn't happened, and I'm kind of surprised. Well, you you bring up a point there, although obviously steals are way up in the game. Uh, but, yeah, did it? You, you, you're right. Does, should at that point had... You know, it'd be a be a green light to take off once there's been a throwover. Obviously, that hasn't been the case, but clearly, stolen bases are up. And that was look, that was gone from the game. Okay, uh, I, I I wish there was a way. You know, and I guess it's just because of power and things like that. I mean, the sacrifice bunt is effectively gone in the game. What I heard, there's still two major league teams that have not had a sacrifice bunt yet this year. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe uh, you know, get ready to getting ready to watch some uh, some summer league baseball here. Maybe there's a chance we'll see a bun here this evening, which would be one more than. But I think it was maybe the Cubs and the Giants. I'm I'm speaking off the top of my head there, but there were two major league teams that have not had a sacrifice bunt the entire year, and we're at the halfway point of the season. All right. So if I asked you a trivia question, what player in Major League Baseball was the human rain delay? As a hitter at the plate, would you remember who that was? Mike Hargrove. Amen to that. You're on it. Okay, so you're showing your age. Became a manager, of course. Mike Hargrove. Go back, if you haven't, if you don't know the name and you're listening, go back and look at some of the video of Mike Hargrove. First of all, he's a pretty good hitter, but his at-bats were incredible. After every pitch, all the gyrations Lenny talked about, that and then some he would do. And it's like it was exhausting to watch all the time. And I think that hurt the game more than anything else. It's a great game. And I think that Major League Baseball is on the right track with these rule changes. I really do. So I guess the ultimate with Lenny would be nowadays the technology is so good. And every telecast has the strike zone box. So are we getting to a point where we're getting closer to more automation with strike zones, which we've seen a little bit of in minor league baseball? Well, what it's at every minor league level now that we've got automated strike zones. I think it's coming. Uh, I think when it does, I think you're going to see a serious uh, uprising from the major league umpires union. 
uh, wouldn't be surprised to even see it come to a strike if that happened. And and I think you know I I think baseball is to the point where look it, you don't want to know those guys' names, okay? Um, you know, if they're doing a good job, great, compliment them when they're doing a good job. But um, you you know the guys that you continually hear their names out there because they're not doing a good job, whether it's on the bases or most notably behind the plate, and. You want them to be almost invisible out there. A lot of guys think it's about them, I, I, you know, whatever. But, uh, well, I think based on everything else that we've seen, how things have progressed in baseball, you started at the lowest level, you keep moving it up the chain, and you see the things now that have been enacted, you know, with the, you know, with the timing. And that's the next thing to happen is going to be balls and strikes. And now, they'll, they'll make every other call, but will we see, you know, will we see balls and strikes or will we see a situation that they can appeal balls and strikes, perhaps? I hope it doesn't come to that. Look, right now, almost every play at second base, every bang-bang stolen base play at second base or, you know, at first base maybe on a double, you know, double play situation, it's almost an automatic appeal at this point. You really see that at the college level, maybe more so at the major league level because, well, the major league umpires are better and generally they're going to get it right. Uh, but... You know, it's it becomes almost automatic at the college level when it comes to those types of appeals. You, you hope it doesn't come to that. That I just don't like how play stops to deal with that. Uh, it's nice to speed things up. It's nice to minimize the number of uh, visits you can make and all that kind of thing. But yeah, if you're you, the more the more opportunity you're putting in there for a challenge, that's not a good thing. Well, you know, last but not least on that topic, simply this: people are saying, I can't believe how many strikes these guys are missing, how many pitches they're calling balls that are strikes and strikes that are balls. I don't think that's accurate. I think it's no different than it's ever been. The difference is you now have the technology to see very clearly when a pitch misses, you know, a half a foot low or or three inches outside or whatever, and they're calling them the wrong way, which you didn't have that technology previously. No, it's exactly right. Obviously, technology is that much better. You could suppose that was the case, but now you see – you know exactly that. You know it allows. You know, like you said, that they, you know that that K zone or whatever name the different networks have for it in terms of basically just showing you what the strike zone is up there. Uh, yeah, it's it's there to assist. No different than the first and ten line. You can't watch a game anymore without the first and ten line. You really can't. Uh, you know now what we've seen. You know, ESPN add in the the distance on the on the three point shots when they when they let it fly, whatever you know, whatever it is, it's all about enhancing the viewer experience to watch the game. More and more, these things are being made for television, but yet, in some cases, the numbers are down. And look, take TV ratings with a grain of salt in all of this because you know I, I mentioned that earlier about the you know the College World Series numbers being better than the Major League numbers in in a lot of cases, but. Yeah, it's it's you know it's just what it is out there. You've got 500 channels to pick from instead of three, so you really can't compare things that happened 40, 50 years ago in terms of TV ratings to what they are now. Yeah. Last thing, let you go, Ghost Runner. You cannot possibly like that, can you? No, I think it changes it changes the game. I understand the concept of wanting to speed things up. I would say this, okay, and I would not have a problem with this. If you want to play one extra inning, and then after that. It's a tie after 10. That wouldn't bother me. Or go to something like, you know, the equivalent of a hockey shootout or whatever, or soccer. If you wanted to do that, fine. Okay? And then let it count, you know, change how you calculate standings instead of wins and losses and winning percentage. Then it would be, you know, some kind of point system, I guess. But, look, it's, 
you know, it, it's you you it changes the strategy of the game at that point. Nobody, you're playing. How many? You know, a lot of guys they're playing for two runs when they get to extra innings, but, you know, because they got a runner at second and nobody out. Not playing for one, one's not enough, you know. But it's uh, you know, no, it, it just it, it turns it into a different game at that point. Lenny, thank you. Appreciate the visit. All right, you too. We'll take a time out here. We're back with a final word on this Wednesday night in just a moment as we continue with All Access. Ken Trahan with you here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. And as always, we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Paid for by National Tax Advisory Services. Attention anyone that owes money to the IRS. The IRS has restarted aggressive enforcement actions against taxpayers who owe back taxes that were temporarily suspended for COVID. If you owe $10,000 or more, you must hear this because now is the time to clear your IRS tax debt. A special toll-free number has been established so you can stop penalty fees, avoid liens, and other hostile measures by the IRS. Call tax relief helpers right now at 800-761-2855 and get the maximum protection afforded by law. I got behind on my taxes and owed $48,000. I didn't know what to do. I called and they got my bill lowered to just $3,500. I owed $87,000 in taxes and it was scary. I got the amount I owed down to just $3,500. I saved $83,500. If you owe money to the IRS, don't wait another day. Call 800-761-2855 right now before the IRS enforces liens, levies, or other aggressive measures. The call and consult are absolutely free. Call now. Call 800-761-2855. 800-761-2855. 800-761-2855. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GEAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GEAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GEAR. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. If you're hiring, it can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can hope the right person comes along, or you can just use ZipRecruiter. Like Marco, president of operations at Telly Tires and Auto Centers. ZipRecruiter helps me find all the right people, even the most difficult jobs to fill. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. 
Now try ZipRecruiter free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash F-R-E-E. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Okay, gang. So, chances are there'll never be an emergency ever, ever again. Mm-hmm. But just in case, let's talk about a plan. Okay. So who's going to do what? Anyone? Uh... Yeah, okay, perfect. We'll figure it out as we go. So, who is going to grab the go bag? What's a go bag? It is a bag we do not have that is filled with things we really, really need in an emergency. Guess we won't have to worry about it then. Ah, good point. So, uh, we all know who to call if something happens then, right? I'd have to call Jill, Devin, Melissa, Karen, and Bruce. And I will try to call all of you, but Greg doesn't have a cell phone. Dad's phone will have a dead battery. No doubt. And Julie will be on the phone with Jill, Devin, Melissa, Karen, and Bruce. Well, this is great. (laughs) I am so glad that we don't have a plan. I know. Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Visit ready.gov kids for tips and information. A public service announcement brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on All Access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, at nashfm1061.com and through crescentcitysports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. Drop it. I'm reminded that we'll have the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. as always, and we look forward to bringing that to you then. And yes, people have been asking. We will have year 29 of the original prep football report, which will debut, of course, the first week of the regular season, September the 1st, here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. And on our affiliates uh, throughout the course of the state, we look forward to doing it again, year 29. Going to be a lot of fun as we look forward and look ahead to what's going to transpire. Wimbledon continuing. Have you paid attention? You know, the only American that uh, certainly figures in the men's mix. Fritz, he barely got through in five sets today. Djokovic winning in straight sets, no surprise there. Alcaraz, the one threat he has to his supremacy. The women's side is wide open. Swiatek certainly is the favorite there. But again, this time of year, waking up early in the morning, watching Wimbledon Live, yeah, that's a tradition. And been doing that too. And it's always the most fun tournament of the year to watch from my perspective, where tennis is concerned. All right, we'd like to thank Lenny Van Gilder for spending time with us this evening on the show. We'd like to thank Rudy Dixon, our producer, for a job well done. As always, we thank our sponsors for making this happen. And to you, the listeners, of course, we couldn't do it without you. As mentioned, back tomorrow night with the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour at 6 p.m. We hope you will join us then. Until then, for Rudy Dixon, I'm Ken Trahan saying thank you for joining us this evening and be a good sport. God bless you one and all. We are rounding third and heading home. So long. Thanks for listening to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best prep sports site in Louisiana. 
with the state's best prep football scoreboard. All Access was also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access was also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl.